Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. Garrison Avenue. What's that? That's where we are today. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not in a pub. I am, I'm not really quite feeling this today. Well, it's raining outside. It's a little bit dark. Yeah. At least when we were in the pub. It'd be nice if you were settled in with a fireplace and a pint of beer and a bag of crisps. That's that's the sort of pub. I'm going to come coffee. Well, yeah, that'll do. But I've got some Ribena. But but it's not quite the same. We do need one of them quiet pubs that's got a snug somewhere where... With plenty of soft furnishings yeah, and no people. Yeah. <laughs> Not so great, is it? But uh, anyway, we, we made a conscious decision to, for the first time, not pub it for this episode. Yeah. So we're in my office. Yeah. And it's a lot quieter. Yeah. And we're not going to have people walking past us. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether that's going to be good or bad. A little child in the background. Yeah, maybe that is what adds colour to this podcast. Maybe people aren't listening to us, they're just listening to what's going on in the background. Yeah, what's going on in that Overton pub there? Yeah, that's yeah. for sale. I wish those women had stopped talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be a quiet boozer if it weren't for them two women. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever fancied just getting away from it all? And I mean, it all. Yes. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Okay. Would you fancy living in Antarctica? Mm, cold. 9,000 miles away from the UK and cold. So there's an article that caught my eye in the BBC earlier today about four women who've been selected to run the world's most remote post office and to count penguins. I imagine the penguin counting will be a bit more onerous than the post office. Well, I was amazed. Apparently, 80,000 letters, cards, get sent from that post office every year. From? From that post office. Well, it looks oh, no, it to me... Antarctica, isn't it? Antarctica, yes. Antarctica, yeah, mm-hmm. Sorry, that wrong continent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, it obviously isn't Santa. <laughs> silly obviously me. not. No, apparently 80,000 cards, and they have people visiting on ships. And, on, and on the BBC website, there's a picture, quite handily, of a ship, lots of ice, and three rather lovely Gen 2 penguins, which is what they're studying. So these four women are going there for five months, I believe, to do this. One's running the gift shop. There's a gift shop. Okay. Yeah, there was a gift shop in Antarctica. And another one's doing um, the um, survey on the penguins, and I don't know what the other two are doing, but they've got no running water. Drinking. (laughs) They've got no running water and no toilet. And one of the women is recently married, and she's described it as a solo honeymoon. Okay. I'm going to marry you, and then I'm going to clear off for five months. Yeah, (laughs) to sub-zero temperatures near constant daylight and lots of penguins. Maybe she's working on the absence or the absence will grow fonder. Absence um, makes a heart grow fonder. Yeah, that's that it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I nearly said absinthe. Then I didn't <laughs> put drink on my mind. 
So clearly there's one lady here uh, who's the um, the scientist of the group. She's already spent three months in um, Svalbard, okay. Norwegian archipelago. I got that from the article, I didn't know Does that. she just like the cold then? She clearly does because she describes this as a lifelong dream. I used to work with a guy and he and his wife went on holiday to Antarctica and they went on one of these um surveying date. Okay. Yeah, it was on holiday, but it was on a sort of surveying ship. I think they went for three weeks. And so they saw all sorts of things. Whales. Yeah. Because penguins obviously. Yeah, exactly. The sort of stuff that you could see by just watching Frozen Planet. Yeah, well, yeah. With a lip fire <laughs> and a hot chocolate. Yeah. It's Frozen Planet for real. Yeah. yeah. Which, but it sounds like it was amazing. But, like, when you said get away from it all, I wasn't thinking You quite, weren't thinking no. Antarctica, not that far away. No. But I love the idea that 80,000 cards get sent from that post office. So that means that... On that remote... Because how many people live there? About four people, I think. <laughs> yeah. Those four... So the post office. So just the it's post just office. the visitors, by the way. Yeah. So it so it only sends. It doesn't receive. I think so. Well, maybe they receive cards. Doesn't say in the article. Maybe the four people. Maybe the um, lady's honeymoon is getting cards from, from the, her husband. Her husband saying, "Where are you?" So do you <laughs> think you could soon? do that? Do you think you could do that? No. Do you think you could exist with just three other people somewhere for five months? I think that's a very big it depends question. Did you see any of that stuff at the Millennium um, when a group of people went to Taransay, that Scottish island? Oh, rings a bell, but yeah. I can't say I think I, I probably watched it in detail. I was aware of it. I was fascinated by it. So they basically were all shipped up there. They all auditioned, you know, different walks of life. So they had a guy who was a butcher. They had Ben Fogel was one oh, of the guys. Yeah, that does ring a bell, yeah. Um, all sorts That's of... how Ben Fogel became a thing. Yeah. That's how it became Ben Fogel. Yeah. 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 But I was fascinated by that. And they sort of drip fed information to you, but they had to build their own um, shelters, grow their own food. They were homeschooling their children. They had a doctor. Well, I'm going to say that actually I think I prefer the Antarctic, which is already set up with a gift shop and a post office. <laughs> okay, they haven't got a flushing toilet, but by the looks of it, you know, there's going to be facilities there because it's already set up as a place to live yeah. and sell gifts from. <laughs> I wonder if they've got a website. I'd love to order an Antarctica gift. You can take a look at the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust website to find out. Maybe that's a Christmas gift for the person. Because those everything. four jobs were advertised on that website. Apparently. Are they being paid to do it? They're, they're described as jobs. This just poses more questions and answers. Yeah, so they doesn't say that they're volunteers and I'm assuming that they're getting paid, but it doesn't say that here. I'd have to dig a bit deeper. I'm not going to tonight. Mm. I, I don't have the commitment to the cause. <laughs> That's very honest of you. <laughs> I've shared that with you. Um, yeah, so five, um, four ladies, five months in Antarctica. Um, to be precise, if you're thinking of sending a card to them... 
they're going to Port Lockroy on Goudier Island. Okay, that's very specific. Are they from the UK, these people? These are all from the UK. Oh, okay. Wow. So the lady who's just got married is from Hampshire. Uh, another lady's from Bowness near Falkirk in Scotland. Another one from Lincolnshire who studied air science at Oxford University. Okay. And another one from Aberdeenshire. Interesting. Potentially life-changing trip. Um, and talking of life-changing events, here's the thing. I have been... Are you on TikTok? Do you... Nah. Do you watch TikTok? I mean, I don't post onto TikTok. The only time I see TikTok is when it's been shared on another social media platform. Right, okay. Because that sometimes happens that people will share TikToks on Twitter or Facebook. Okay, well, I do scroll... We did We did look at TikTok for our other podcast, didn't we? We did, I yeah. never really got into it. I deleted the app because it kept telling me the yeah. videos to watch that I didn't want to watch. Yeah, I, I occasionally scroll through it, and I was scrolling through it the other day, and um, there was a, a video of a guy who had stopped somebody in the street to ask them if they'd ever considered setting up their own business. And this guy said, yeah. And he said, OK, so and if you did, what what would it be? And he said, it would be a restaurant. He said, OK, and what sort of restaurant would it be? So have this whole conversation. He's like, OK, all right. He said, well, I'll tell you what he said. I want to be your first customer. So oh, here's, my word. here's 250 quid. Go away, come up with a name, register a domain name and then get back in touch with me and I'll support you in because you can do this. So I was like, right, this is interesting. So I scrolled through some more. Uh, so then I go to his TikTok channel. Which one? The one who's got the restaurant? The guy, who's, the one who the guy who's got the money. Okay. And this is what he does. He goes up to people and he asks them if they've ever thought of running their own business. And he, um, so then, then another guy, he asked him that question and he said, yes. And he said, what would it be? He said, it would be um, an employment, a recruitment agency that got work for ex-offenders. And so the guy with the money said, okay, what, you know, why, what? And he said, well, I was a police officer and something happened and I lost my job and I lost my pension and I lost everything. And the kind of organisations that exist at the moment are just finding minimum wage jobs for people who are ex-offenders. He served 27 months. uh, No, he was sentenced to 27 months and served nine months. Um, And so the guy, again, he said, right, I can see in your eyes, this is this is something for you. Um, he, he said, I'm going to be, I'm going to help you with this. So here's 250 quid. Think of a name, domain name. Let's meet up and I'll support you with this. We're going to do this. And he said to the, the, the guy with the money said, oh, you know, what's your name? And he said, well, John Smith. And he said, what's your name? And he said, Simon Squibb. And I was like, right, let's Google Simon oh, Squibb. Cool. And so basically what he does is he earns money on TikTok. Great name, by the way. It is a great name, isn't it? He earns money on TikTok and then he gives it away to help people set up their own businesses. So he is an entrepreneur. Um, he believes that anyone can be an entrepreneur. He says that universal basic income is not going to solve our problems. We need to retool and educate people to start a business of their own. Humans need a purpose, not a handout. That's why I started purposefulproject.com. And and that's what what this is. So he could you imagine if you were down on your 
uppers. Oh, okay, I want to know. Has he posted any videos where he goes up to somebody and says, have you had an idea for a business? And they say, oh, yes, here it is. And they let it all out and he goes, nah, I'm out. Well, yeah, that might happen. He doesn't post those. I, well, I haven't seen any. Okay. But he also posts videos about, you know, with ideas and things to think about. So it's actually... It's encouraging people. It's a really good... Yeah. It, it's a really good resource. And I just thought, you know, just from one, that's the thing about TikTok, is, you know, you just see one thing. So, you know, you see somebody and they're singing and you go, oh, right, so they're an independent singer-songwriter. You go, okay, let's look at their stuff. And I think I've said before, I found a few good musicians that way. So just one video drops into your feed and you're like, okay, would I sort out? How did that drop into your feed then? I don't understand the um, algorithms behind TikTok. Okay. But I imagine that I have viewed things somewhere about... And it's decided you probably would like this. Yeah. No... Maybe the algorithm knew that you presented a business podcast before we did this more generalist podcast and thought, actually, she's the woman I need to put this in front of. So she tells everybody about it. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm an, influ I'm an influencer I on TikTok yeah. without having ever posted a TikTok video. Absolutely. That, that's how I'm choosing to interpret <laughs> it, Heather. But I just, you're right, of course. He probably, he probably asks people and they go, people. no chance. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Or well, I Yeah, I mean, that's not so bad, is it? If somebody just says, no, I don't, why would I want to run my own business? But if somebody just says, oh, yeah, I've got my idea, and it is so absolutely awful that he just goes, oh, well, good, good luck, luck with that. that. Yeah, <laughs> there may be. There may be that. But um, but he's offering um, free mentorship, uh, free food, free rent. You know, he's helping people. Is, is there a catch at all? I don't know. I haven't come across one. I haven't come across one. Yeah, he's got a newsletter. So have, you, have you ever thought of starting a business? He's <laughs> <laughs> got a podcast. Okay. Yeah, he's got a vlog. Uh, yeah, I have um I have thought of starting my own business. And what would it be? <laughs> if I was start if I was starting again. Yeah. Would it be what you're doing now? <laughs> I think it probably would have been, but I probably would have um I think I would have invested more. Uh, initially. Initially. Yeah. I think I wasted a lot of time by not investing financially. Okay. Cuz you invested a lot in your development further on, didn't you? So you went and did some yeah. other training yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Would you have done that sooner? Is that where you, where you would have invested? Yeah, more? and I also would have invested more in um, marketing, and so that. And I think it was partly because in the early days, I'm not sure how confident I was in what my offering was. Yeah. So it's hard to shout about something when you're just kind of going. Cooey, here's the thing. Anybody interested? Rather than, hey, here's something you need. Yeah. Are you, you know, let me, let me find out how I can solve your problem. So you went on that journey to yeah. discover that. And, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no guarantee you'd have found that. That with hindsight, that's, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Well, <laughs> if we did, if we benefited from everything before we had hindsight, then there'd be lots of marriages that wouldn't have happened, <laughs> lots of decisions that wouldn't have been made, lots of roads that wouldn't have been crossed. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, here's the thing. Something that annoyed me this morning. Oh, gosh. 
It's not too bad. It's only the usual stuff, you know, politics, Life. economics. Oh, politics, yeah. Economics, really, mainly economics, but political economics. So there was a discussion about um, growth mm-hmm. to get the economy growing again. And I know we've discussed this in um, big business briefs. We discussed it when it was the business community. I probably discussed this when it was talking business all those years ago. At some point, surely growth has to stop. Growth isn't necessarily a good indicator that the economy is better or that life is better in that country or that, that it's, you know there isn't a, an endless supply of things that, that can grow. So, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that. That, and and we've talked about various um, models of economics. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but while that was on my mind, and now these algorithms can can just read my mind because I didn't say it out loud to anybody. I, I didn't even make a note to say I'm going to talk about this because it was just a, a mild annoyance this morning. Um, but then this um, article popped up in front of me. Beyond GDP, changing how we measure progress is key to tackling a world in crisis, say three leading experts. That just popped up in your feed. They literally can read your mind. Yeah, they read my mind. You don't even need an Alexa in the corner. Yeah, so the the article isn't my thing, actually, but I wanted to just mention it, just so I can have another dig at this (laughs) persistent (laughs) desire to grow when actually there are presumably better measures. This is an excellent article. It's very, very detailed and it's the sort of thing that in big business briefs we could have spent 20 minutes looking into the detail of the history of the measure of GDP, which was actually um, a convenient way to measure how much a country could contribute towards a war effort. Oh, crikey. Um, wow. And and then various other things about you know what's good, what's bad, what's missing, and other ways to look at, um, you know what what makes a country good. And obviously we've talked about this before as well, haven't we? About it being uh, maybe wellness indexes, or you know the GDP doesn't differentiate between the really rich and the really poor. It just takes like one figure. But that's the good about it. It is one headline figure, which you go ah. Oh, that's very simple and straightforward. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to read it, the reason why I brought this up is I found a new website. Ooh. So the thing that popped up in my feed was from Positive News. I read the article on Positive News and it said at the bottom that this article had come from the conversation through a Creative Commons licence. Okay. So I clicked on that. I thought, well, I'll go to the source article, get it from the horse's mouth. It's exactly the same article, but it's on this website called theconversation.com. And what that appears to be is a lot of articles on a wide range of subjects. So arts, culture, business, economy, cities, education, environment, health, politics, society, science, technology. Okay. Written by academics with the assistance of journalists. To make it more easy to digest. Yes, so to, to make it you know, a better article in terms of reading, yeah, like say, um, but actually with actual acad- named academics from academic institutions. And I, I just had a quick whiz through and I just thought, actually, there's some really interesting articles on here, including one about the Sandman. 
Okay. <laughs> the Neil Gaiman um, cartoon, which has been adapted for TV, it, he was sort of saying about the reason why the adaptation for the TV had to be different to the cartoon. And saying up front that he's the first person that would have said, oh, but it's different to the cartoon, so it's not right, because there's a lot of people been saying that. It's not an exact facsimile of what was in the comic strip, yeah. A a cult sort of thing. It's it's very cult. Okay. Very cult. So this passed me by the cartoon, didn't I? Yeah. No, don't, yes. Cult comic. Yes. (laughs) Um, Or... um, I, I, I'm not even sure I've got that word in right. No, it isn't it some type... Graphic novel. That's, yes. Yeah, graphic yeah. novel. Anyway, so he was saying he would normally be the first person say, to, to say, oh, it's not exactly It's not the true. same. But he gave a quite a nice... And I'm not going to go into the detail because I can already see your eyes glazing over. <laughs> no, well, it was just... It's just as, as soon as graphic... Once I learned that graphic novel didn't mean a novel that goes into lots of gory detail about or is <laughs> very graphic so bad, in it. Yeah. yeah, when I Are learned... you not into science fantasy either? No, no, I'm such a square. But he made a very good reasoned argument as to why things need to change. And obviously there was the time and there's a, the way that you read a graphic novel and... Uh, and plus, presumably, the platform upon which it was, the medium in which it was going to be Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not 2D. It's, yeah. it's on, on television with sound and, you know, visuals and everything else. So I just wanted to point out this website, theconversation.com. So the article, the very long but very good article on GDP, if you are interested in uh, what what's good, what's bad, and, and what's ugly about GDP, was written by a visiting professor in statistics at Imperial College London, a professor of public policy at the University of Cambridge, and a professor of sustainable development and director of the Centre for the Understanding of Sustainable Prosperity. That's quite a big title. That is, isn't it? You need a very long business card. From that. the University of Surrey. So I think actually, when when if you read that an article's been written by somebody with those sort of credentials, it's like okay, there's some substance. There's going to, to be that, some yeah? yeah, factually correct stuff. But it's written in such a way that you can read it, not like a really dense uh, academic article, white paper or something in the FT or yeah. And I've never come across it before. No. Uh, the um, subtitle is uh, academic rigor, journalistic flair. Oh. Oh, there we go. I might, might check that out, see if there are any... There's an article on Richard, uh, Roger Federer, one on Hilary Mantelli passed away recently. Yeah. Why do we laugh? New study considers possible evolutionary reasons behind this very human behaviour. There you go. There you go. The Sandman, a masterclass in unfaithful adaptation. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me about that particular thing, the Sandman, but... Yeah, there, I think there might be other articles that interest you more. More than yeah. that. Theconversation.com. Is that it? We're done. How have we talked for 23 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do best. <laughs> Jibber jabber. Now Here's the Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well... Maybe not every week, Heather. (laughs) Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air.